every formula of Coming at you live from Venus. Uncle Dre and Auntie Chris bring you Gangster Goddess Broadcast. Well, hello there, everyone. Don't you remember leaving us in this exact spot last week? We were all watching our Lorraine Bracco interview on the Gangster Goddess broadcast. Do you guys remember that it was so awesome that we had to split it up into part one and part two? Well, we're here to watch Mm -hmm. part two with you. Yep. Yep. That's what Chris and I are doing. We're Auntie Chris, right here. Auntie Chris and Uncle Dre. Look at the teeth, just like Broncos, just like Broncos, huh? (laughs) You and the teeth, the dirty and the raspy voice, the raspy voice too. The raspy voice, the raspy Uh, voice. She's got a good raspy voice. Oh my god! Part two. I got to be honest with you. This segment, I feel I don't know if it like we got more comfortable with each other. I mean, you know her forever, but. It gets a little juicier. It gets a little I juicier. I feel like in the second part, we all finally, because it was getting dark out where, yeah. where Lorraine was. She was in New York. And yeah. um, as it was getting dark out, I felt like we all just got really cozy up in Lorraine's bed and we were about to watch like an episode of The Sopranos. <laughs> I know. She was like at, at the end, which I think the cameras were off, but like later on, she's like, okay, time for tequila now. I was like, you yeah. read my mind, actually. It's <laughs> exactly what we did after our interview we do tend to talk too much it's you know what so so we had to break it up guys so we really hope y'all enjoy part two and um as i always say without further ado because i like to rhyme it with two because i'm such a friggin' idiot um let's get back to lorraine i would like to watch with you guys today me too let's do it we're not coming back like this though we're coming back within the episode does that make sense? Because we're going to, once we're done watching, we're jetting. Our other, our, our alter egos will be there in the, in the Lorraine episode to say goodbye to everyone. We have many, many different th- sides. We have many different sides of, of personalities the, inside yeah. us. Yeah. That's basically this is our, what you This saying. is the, the Zoom versions of us. Yeah. This is us Zooming. <laughs> who's, who's Zooming who, man? Who's Zooming who? Oh my god, we're gonna just let's get back to Lorraine. We'll see you later. Let's get right back in it. I think she's talking about, um, you know, Goodfellas, Soprano stories. Let's go. Yep. Enjoy, guys. Yeah, I love it. I I feel like the women of the Sopranos should go off and make their own show at this point. I always, I always wanted to do that with Ray and Goodfellas. Oh. I would love I always, that. always, always. I said to Ray once, I bumped into him and I said, I don't know why they didn't do the follow-up. It's so good. I know. Yes, it is. Because he I mean, was incapable of behaving. <laughs> he was incapable. Oh, I and know. She had, the, she had the two kids and was on some kind of horse farm, I think, until she threw him out. But um, uh, I think they didn't want to deal with Henry, I think, was the big. That might have been Henry Hill. The yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, But I would love to have seen that. Oh my god, me too. As a TV show or as a sequel? As a as a sequel to the movie. Yeah, I would love to watch that. I I could just watch that world truthfully all day long as a TV series. Come on, Henry and I, and you know. Um, fuck America. Oh, yeah. On the lamb. I love it. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. <sighs> oh well, I mean, since, you know, the whole acting thing is, uh, it's not easy anymore. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Who do you, do you stay in touch with any of the ladies from the show or any of the cast? Um, because I, I, I talk to Aida every now and then. And, um, you know, it's, it's the, the kids. Talk you talk to the, to the boys. boys. You talk to oh, the kids. My- Michael and uh, and Steve, I've I've spent time with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Sirico, uh, Dominic, you know. I've, so I've, you I've, are in touch with everybody. A little bit, yeah. I mean, not a lot, but yeah. Because it's. Uh-oh. I mean, I think everybody would say the same thing. <laughs> it's not easy being in in you know in our industry for to a large degree. I think at a certain age, is, is for us women. Um, 
And then a lot of the, a lot of the typecasting that happened because we were on that show. Once you're in someone's living room, yeah. you know, for seven years, that's it. You know, th that's all you are now to to a lot of people. And it's tough to break out of that. I've been lucky and I've done, you know, I've been able to move around a little. But now that I'm almost 50, I'm feeling it. I'm like, wow, this is tough. But, you know, we're also in a quarantine. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking about well, that, you don't depressed half of. You yeah. don't look 50 still, you know. I mean, age is a number, trust me. Yeah, no, I don't even, really I, it doesn't phase me at all. I'm not even 50 yet, and I'm already saying I'm 50. Right. Um, well, I'm I could, 70. You, <laughs> I was going to say, you are not. <laughs> I'm always rounding my shit off to the... I'm getting close. <laughs> oh, no, you're not. No way. Oh, my God. Are you, so you wrote that the book about... Um, eating better and exercising. Are you still on that program? I know that so um, when James died, no. <laughs> I know it when James and your parents had passed, it inspired you. Well, mm -hmm. You know, you, you said that you talked about your mom. You know, you think it's the diet. Well, my parents were 84 years old. They died nine days apart and uh, they didn't eat a healthy meal their entire life. Same with so, mine. So... It, what was said was my parents were all there in their heads, mm -hmm. but their bodies failed them. Yeah. And that was really sad because they all were aware. You know, I remember my dad saying, oh, my life turned into bills and pills. <laughs> and I said, you know, well, if you didn't, you know, if you did this, you did that, you know. And I guess he felt that he worked for 65 years or whatever in the Fulton fish market. He was a laborer mm -hmm. and he had every right to play golf and sit on the couch and do nothing. And eat and whatever he wanted. Yeah. I can't blame him. You know, mm -hmm. when I think about it, I can't blame him, but it definitely, they hit a certain age and everything just fell apart. And on both of them. And I was at one hospital with one oh and another it was insane. So, so stressful. Um, I live so in fear I, of that with my fam, with, with my yeah, genetics. So I said to myself, oh my God, I don't want to go like that. So, and, and I was going through menopause and blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know what? You better get your shit together. So, you know, I, I, I pay attention. My big problem was, is um, you're going to laugh at me. Did you ever see? Do you ever see the, like on CNN or or CBS or any of those things? You know, you could buy a a, a one euro house in in Sicily. You did it. You <laughs> did it. What did you do? I did it. <laughs> oh, please! That's my favorite. That's my that's my dream job right now. That you have my dream job right now. So you're redoing so, it. I did it. And it's a show on HGTV that's going to come out. So it's in, done. Uh, the fall. Yeah. <gasps> Amazing. It's, like a little, it's a townhouse in this adorable town. Uh, uh, it's about 50 minutes south of Palermo. Uh -huh. Are you Sicilian? Beautiful, beautiful town. <coughs> and, um, and I did it. And Are I did it with HGTV. I called them. I said, you people should do this as a show not thinking about me i just said this is a great show for hgtv because i know david zasloff who is the head of uh, discovery and uh i sent him over this you know this article and um i had read it and that that night i looked at like a map of sicily i looked at looked at the town i, I did all these things and I went to sleep and I woke up in the morning and I said, you know what? Great show for HGTV. So I sent him over the article and he called me back and he said, if you want to do it, it's yours. Oh my God. Oh, I love I'm, it. I'm like, I don't know if I want a house in Sicily. I want, I didn't mean, you know, me. <laughs> Oops. I was going to say, why Sicily? Why not? You know, wh why did you pick Sicily of all the places in the boot? Because, in the article in, on CNN, mm -hmm. it was buy a one euro house in this town. Uh, so you just did it. <laughs> Sight unseen. <laughs> Sight unseen, you bought a house. 
So they, they sent me over with a crew and I visited, I met the mayor and I, I met all these people and um, I went to go visit these houses and I picked one and I said, okay, I, I see this. I can do, do this. Do you love and the house? I can live here. Amazing. So now I have a lovely townhouse in this town in Sicily. When are we going? Yeah. I mean, what are we doing here? As soon as we can, as soon as, you know, the world will let us go uh, back. Oh, my God. Well, how involved were you with the renovations? Like, were you designing everything with the... Or? First of all, just, just so you know, my one euro mm-hmm. bought me three walls. Oh, my God. <laughs> three walls. Wait, what? so you had to rebuild the entire this, thing? How old is it? Amazing. Um, 1800s? 18, uh, I think it was 1874, if I remember correctly. There was nothing, no electricity, no plumbing, no, no nothing. Lorraine, can, can you pitch a cat? Uh, can you pitch a castle renovation for you and I to go together? <laughs> I can't wait to watch this. We could try. <laughs> what, what is it? What is this? Ambitrio um, was not always easy, but it took us about a year. Mm-hmm. And it's going to air this fall. This fall. Oh, and HG, HGTV. I cannot wait to yeah. watch that. I love those shows. Me the too. Reno shows. I mean, I love oh. them. It's yeah. really all I've wanted to do is do one of these house flipping things. Um, oh, it's fun. It's yeah. not easy. No, it's stressful. Just, it's, it's, and in another language. Oh, my God. Well, at least you speak, right? You said you speak a little bit. She doesn't. No, French. I'm fluent in French. I speak a little Italian and a little Spanish. And I speak more Spanish than Italian, which can I tell you? They would be like, that's Spanish. Speaking of Italian, is there any way that you know of that I can ever find that movie, Camorra, that you were in, that Lena Wertmuller movie? I never saw it. You never did? No, I never watch anything. I never watched You're just like, I'm the same way. Neither. I, well, I watched, I was a fan. I was a psycho fan of the show. So I watched it every Sunday. I didn't even relate to being on it. Um, oh, but yeah, yeah no. I don't, I generally don't watch anything either. I watched the beginning of Sopranos, maybe the first uh, 10 episodes, but then I, I never watched. Did you ever watch, you still haven't watched it? Oh, Lorraine, you know, the kids hadn't watched it either. And I convinced them to go and watch it. Jamie started watching it. Her mind is blown. She's like, oh, my God, this show is. Well, especially you in this, uh, the employee of the month rape scene. How did you, I can't imagine watching yourself. How did you prepare for that? You crushed me this morning. I was crying in my bed. That was me last night. My father was crying. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, my God. When he watched that, right? That's got to be the worst. And I warned him. I warned him. Yeah. That it's, it's, it's rough. You know, there's a lot of things. I didn't tell him a lot of things. And he said he was standing up screaming at the television. Oh. Tell him! Tell him! Yeah, we all yes. wanted a vengeance Oh, how it just for goes you. to black. I know. Well, my, um, my dad, my father, mother, they cried. Yeah, I that, cried. When I, I, I was crying too. this morning, and I, I honestly caught myself. I was a little caught off guard that I got so emotional, and I even felt that way in the scene where you were talking um, to Jim, Tony. <laughs> um, it was really intense, and then I was wondering. That felt like it was more something Lorraine would play. Like that's where your that's where you sort of live when you're playing you have something that big to play that almost seems like it's easier for me it would be anyway than to sit in that fucking chair after you know after Uh every episode and I I saw a quote where you said I wondered if I made a mistake same chair every scene Mm -hmm. um and I thought about that when we when we made the pilot I remember we were finished at like four o'clock in the morning we had we all had Jamin brought out some champagne. And I I always said to him, I hope Melfi's not the weak link in the show. Yeah. Who wants to watch two people fucking talking? 
the best the, scenes of the entire series. Yeah, it's the heart, I mean, but it's the heartbeat it of the show. Without the show, without it, that, there is no show. Mm-mm. Really, it shows his vulnerability. Um, and you're the moral compass, and you're the consigliere, yeah. and you're all of yeah. those things. I'm definitely um, the moral compass in it. Definitely, yeah. I believe that. I was and the innocent. You were the moral compass. You and, and I were the only the, ones that had that were not wretched. I, <laughs> um, I, I can I see that. I see that. How does yeah. one how does one prepare to do a scene like that? Like I can't even. It was she's not an actress. So I'm she not an actress. Know. I have no idea. Like I just watching that last night and today. I just was like this the whole time. Well, you know, Robin wrote wrote. A lot of me. Robin, yes. uh, that was another and, question I was going to ask you, who your favorite writers were. Because <laughs> we had to deal with them on set so much. She wrote She wrote that episode. And apparently it happened to a friend of hers oh, in a parking lot. And when they told me about it before they gave me the script, and I said, why would you want to hurt Melfi? <laughs> why? What has she done? They got to hurt the innocents. This makes no sense. <laughs> so, and I'm reading it and I'm reading it and I'm reading it. I said, uh, uh, and then I understood the last word uh, when she says no. No. Yeah. Oh, I just got chills. I got chills. Mm-hmm. I understood then uh, what he was accomplishing. Yeah. Yeah. And to black, yeah. no music. I was just like, oh. Yeah. He really, was, he is a genius. I, I didn't get it until, you know, it, I I remember, but I remember going, why are you hurting her? The whole yeah. time I'm reading it. Why? 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 And I'll tell you, I begged David to play my husband. You did? He picked Richard Romanus from Mean Streets for sure. I, I would say, begged, wow, begged, begged. That would begged. be interesting. Could David act? I don't remember. Was he? David could have played that with me. It would have been. Yeah, I know. Wow. I was. I begged him, please, David, please, please, David. Are you? That's wild. I had no money. idea. I can't. I begged him, and I think he would have been great. Yeah. Look, you know, I think it would have been interesting. How was your relationship with David? Because we, I, I know that you were not afraid to challenge certain things and ask him questions. A lot of people are were afraid. We all tried from time to time, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> to no avail. <laughs> yeah, he's our godfather. Yeah, I love David. Yeah, uh, me I too. Love, I, have, oh. I have a love for David, even the first time I met him. Yeah. I think I might have even said to him, oh, I I, I could fall in love with you. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, my God. I, I mean, I always say he was my godfather. He gave me my life. And, and the way he treated me was yeah. pretty amazing. He's a, good, he's a good guy, David Chase. Yeah. That's a good guy. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. but, but everybody was afraid to challenge him. And I know you were not. Well, because he was so fucking smart. I know. I know. You you really, when you wanted to go in that arena, you had to have all your eggs together. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't have just been like, oh, well, you know what? You had to know why, how, when. I remember when I asked him, said, David, I would love for you to put in the, uh, in the show how he pays me. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Why? Wow. That's I, you never you never see it. Light bulb, light bulb went off in it, and you do see him. Oh, then he, he goes like this, yes. like like Fuck. Yeah, yes. Do you like how I did it like a stripper? It was like well, that's the way he treats her <laughs> he in those moments. Like, yes. Yeah. Wow. And, and he put it in. You know, I like that. That's yes. great. Amazing. I thought that was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I know. At this point in your life, Lorraine, do you do you 
Do you think that you ever loved acting or that you still love acting? Because I'm, I'm always on the fence. I got to be honest. I, I have a love-hate relationship with acting. That's I why really I love hard. that you went and did the, the, the HGTV thing because once we start to like ourselves, we kind of like being ourselves right. in a way, you know? No, no, I, I get it. It's, acting is hard. <laughs> you you, you got to dig deep. You got to find stuff in you. I just took, I'm going to do this small little uh, independent movie. I want to tell you, I'm bashing myself in the head. The script is fantastic. The roles are great, but I'm going to have to kill myself to play yeah. this woman. I'm going to have to take every inch of me and... I mean, I don't know what I was thinking, but the script was so good and so timely. I play a Karen. Oh, thank God you play a fucking Karen again. A Karen. I'm going to be in the front row for that one. <laughs> I, play, I play a Karen meaning... Oh, the new Karen thing. That's yes, a Karen thing. Play a Karen. I thought you meant Karen. Yeah, your Karen. I see what you're saying. I just learned about this Karen it's thing. It's a kid by thing. The, way. the kids are saying it, right? Mm -hmm. The kids. Is it true that a Karen is like a? Are they saying it's like a, a white racist woman. Is that what it is? Uptight, racist. All the, there's a whole thing. But this, but you know, now that I'm searching this, you know, she's alone, she married her. Husband left her, son doesn't pay any attention to her. And all she does is watch Fox News all day long. Oh, well, well, that'll do it. There you go. <laughs> and, and, and this lovely young Syrian refugee moves into her apartment building. And she is. Unhinged. Unhinged. And then the relationship, things happen, blah, blah, blah. And she comes around. But otherwise, she's scary. Ah. <laughs> I'm afraid of her. Do you, have to, do you have to leave town for it? Or can you film where you are? Can you stay home? We're going to do it in Memphis. Oh, so you have to travel. Oh. And are you, are you guys going to? In November. Oh, okay. So that'll, that's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm right now at the moment wondering how this is all going to work out. Ginger is too. She's second AD now. She doesn't know who's going back to work, what's happening. Yep. It's so crazy. It's going to be challenging, but I think if we really all take precautions, you know, will you fly? I still, I'm not comfortable flying yet. I don't know. They're giving out like those those goggles now that you have to wear the masks. Oh. They're being safe. Yeah, I'm already claustrophobic on a plane. To, You'll be claustrophobic there. I am there dying too. to go to Sicily right now. Oh, so Memphis seems like it's around the corner. <laughs> so in your quarantine, have you been? I mean, listen, I don't. I have to bring this up only because she and I are, and we've gone through every freaking. Um, health, you know, what is the right, she's a breast cancer survivor, first of all. Um, Congratulations. Oh, thank you. And I, you know, I've dealt with my own like depression, anxiety, especially my anxiety. I don't know. I know that you've talked, you, you've talking, you like this, yes. you've spoken openly about depression and stuff. My thing is massive anxiety. Mm -hmm. So I had to change my diet and it helped, but to keep it up, to try to maintain that lifestyle, mm -hmm. It's like one thing to do it for a minute. And then I went down to 111 pounds and every, I thought I was dying. She looks sickly. Yeah. I literally mm -hmm. thought I was dying because I didn't know how to manage that kind of, you know, dairy free, um, grain free, uh, especially with, with the pasta, the bread. It's not even like these are bad things. And then you're trying not to eat meat on top of it. It's right. mind boggling, but it's important because it does make you feel better. Um, well, and I'm going to get your book because I know you have you lists meditate? of ways. Yes, I do. And I have a lot of ways of de-stressing. I saw, do you meditate now? I do all <laughs> kinds of things. Yes. Because I remember watching an interview and they asked you and you were like, no, 
And, I, and then I thought to myself, I bet she meditates now. Yeah. <laughs> she does. She does. <laughs> Me too. I'm friends with Donna Karen, and Donna Karen is a big meditation, you know, guru. Mm-hmm. So she... That's awesome. I love, I love her whole, I don't know her personally, but oh. I do love her whole oh, yeah. um, She's fabulous. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's got a great, great thing about her. Great energy. She's, uh, she's smart. She's sharp. You know? Yeah. She's, she's great. Um, yeah. She's got that whole, um, we use oils. Oh, you do? Sound baths? Any sound? Do you do the sound baths at all? No? Oh, you, you might like that. She does. She does. She does. Well, yeah, I'm into that stuff. But um, but the but the diet thing is of is really daunting because man, we set out this whole year before we started the podcast was wanting to make a change in the food industry. That was our initial thing. Now we're working on an alcohol line, which I know you had have wine. Totally. Um, no, but it's like a a healthy alcohol situation Mm -hmm. sort of thing. But Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with the whole food industry thing and wanting to make some sort of a change, but at the same time, not being on some soapbox about it because I, because I fuck up. I saw a great cartoon. I want to try to find it on my phone. Um, I don't know if you're going to be able to see this. Hold on, let me put on my spectacles. I can't see it. I can't see it. What does it say? Oh, yeah, right there. And sugar and surgery lifestyle change. Ah! <laughs> yep, no yep. one's in line. Yep. No, oh, I hear so that. that. That's the whole food thing. Yeah. yeah. No, totally. Especially now. The these days. But it's, it's so Singing hard. Walking. I get it. That's I mean, we are living in the most toxic society of all time. I mean, just being next to this computer and this phone, you know, drinking the water out of the bottles that we drink out of. I mean, we're, we're just, it's, it's oh, yeah. really hard. And when you start going down that, that path, it's like it never fucking ends. Um, no, I know. I did find good bread, though. That's the one, the, the one good thing in all of it I was that I found a good like bread. You have to just make sure that when you cook that pasta, you don't overcook it and you don't Al dente. undercook it. Oh. That's the big key, in my opinion. Oh, of course. I mean, for us that's Italians. The yeah. That's the Still, big thing. They haven't mastered it yet, Lorraine. They have I not have mastered it. it. Oh, in Italy, they have, yeah. Gluten free pasta out there? Yeah. It's good? Yeah. Yeah. There's a great bread if you're still on that kick that I will send you because it's it comes in this awesome little boxes of cubes. It's called yeah. Uprising Foods. Have you heard of it? Uprising Food. No. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This bread with dipped in olive oil and and garlic so is good. so I'm a big delicious. Olive oil girl. Oh. oh, me too. I use La Partana. What do you use? Um, uh, it'll come to me. I order these by the case now because we go through it. We have such a big household. But this bread comes in these little loaves like this, and it's grain-free, dairy-free, preservative-free. Mm-hmm. And they send you like six of them in a box, and you just freeze them and take them out as you oh. use them. It's fantastic. They make the be- You make them into croutons over your nice ke- kale Caesar salad. Mom. Mm. Um, <laughs> Write it down. Uprising what? bread. Uprising food. They're actually our sponsors, so we can send it to you. We're gonna send it to you. You don't even have to tell Mo. Yeah. Send it to the nasty. I'm sending it to the Hold nasty. On one sec. Okay. I do want to ask her a busted and readjust it. We should end with that. End with it. No, well, you can yes. add it. Okay. Drink. <laughs> what? Tell me. I use Frantoya. Oh, your your oil? oil. Oh, I've seen that. That's the um Fancy yes. kind of bottle. Oh, I'm going to try oh, it. I, don't I know, know that it. One. I know it. Great olive oil. It is. I'm Italian. And, I don't even know it. And also, and when I go to Sicily, I um, I had the great pleasure of going to an down. olive oil where they press all the olive oil. Mm. And, you know, and I've been taking that home. But Lorraine, have you, when you were doing all your research for your book and getting all, getting into that whole mindset, yes. did, you, uh, did you read about the insanity over the olive oils? With well, the G- yes, because they say that, um, they say the best 
healthiest olive oil for us is from Morocco. Did I've you seen know that? that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it, I, I mean, believe that. I, I can believe drink it. it. I love it so much. Oh, yeah. I, I live Put on it all it. over your skin. I, yeah. I say that, um, and you know what, and you should use this um, uh, this mineral salt. Um, I don't, I'm losing, I, this is where I know I'm, I'm getting old. No, um, I, please, we have, I have no short-term memory. There's a salt that uh, I use, Lorraine, by this yeah. company. Um, they sell it in, oh, see, this, this is where I... <laughs> it comes in like a bag. Bitter... Uh, I think it's just women. We do not. The red Hawaiian sea salt yes. is oh. the best salt. It's clay. Yes. I get it. But it doesn't have any minerals in it. And this salt has minerals. Oh, right. We do need the minerals. <laughs> we do. I'm dying with this. Hold on. Let me get my walker over here. <laughs> we do need the minerals, ladies. This is, and no one's remembering names. Oh, I love really this. And it's incredibly expensive. I it's love like, expensive salt. It's my bag, favorite thing. We bag of salt that I got in my mind. And you only oh, yeah. need a little bit. We should all be eating and having a cocktail during this conversation. Oh, my God. I'm so hungry <laughs> right now. It's crazy. I say that you could put salt and good olive oil on anything. On anything. I yes. Will, I will eat it. <laughs> I Now, you know what I do in the mornings now? I dip my bananas in the in the red sea salt, in the red clay sea salt. You dip your bananas in it, and the clay is all crunchy on the banana. You're a weirdo. It is delicious, I tell you. <laughs> and I do the same thing with coconut roll it's like dates. A, it's like Elvis. Yeah. With his potato chips. <laughs> Mayonnaise, potato Peanut butter sandwich. Oh my god, um, I love it so much. Celtic sea salt. Oh the Cel oh yes, yes, I know that stuff. I have Celtic that. I, think I have that. Yeah, good stuff. I, I like any kind. Yeah. I just put it in my hands and do this because I'm obsessed with it right now. Hello. Are you? Oh, you guys are. are yes, this is a word from our sponsors. Hello. We're still watching with you guys. We haven't left yet. We have to talk about our awesome sponsor. We don't want to haunt Lorraine with it, so we're going to do it on the side. Yeah. Um, does anybody out there know about proof panties? Um, Chris, you know I about mean, proof I do. Panties. I love them. Yes. They're amazing. Do you um, know Super who, absorbent. Um, you know who loves proof panties? Men. Huh. I was going to say Men. you. I was going to say, well, you love proof panties. I am, I am proof panties' um, no, number one advocate. Why? Because I don't need tampons anymore. I don't need maxi pads, um, especially the way they make maxi pads these days with all that sticky stuff that wraps around your panties. No, thank you. And no. you know what? Your boyfriends don't appreciate that when you're walking around the house <laughs> and you have these weird wings sticking out of your panties. No. Um, so yes, um, my boyfriend and lots of other men I hear these days are digging the proof panties on their women because they have absolutely no idea that it's that time of the month. <laughs> so they can still look sexy in their leak-proof underwear. Nice. Yeah. And, and you know also... what? How much, how much paper? How much paper and cotton and whatnot are we saving? A lot. I'm not, just saying. Not only that, but it's also very unhealthy to put any of that stuff in your body or against your body because of all the bleaches and, and the way yeah. all of that stuff is treated. You as a cancer survivor totally understand that. 100%. Um, so these are body safe, which is great. Um, yeah. They, you know, you just feel like, you just feel like everything is still natural, which yes. is a nice feeling. Yeah, and you don't feel like you're on your period when you're wearing them. I feel like I, yeah. I used I used to feel like I was wearing Pampers. Honestly, I felt like I was wearing Pampers no, it's every still time worse that time for of the women. month. And and now I still feel sexy um, when Aunt Flo comes to town. Yeah, who wants to walk around with a diaper on? You know what I mean? Like this is like real underwear. I don't know where. I have no idea where all that liquid goes. <laughs> where your period, like it's 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 in it that patent that they have in Leak Lock, that Leak Lock patent, which is great. Um, but can it's I tell you a little magical. secret about me and my um, proof panties? It has become my preferred bikini bottom. <gasps> so you're so right. You wore that yeah. swimming once at my house. I wear it. Well, no, I don't wear it or in the, the pool. beach. 
I it don't, was the beach. Yeah, I don't go in the water with them because I still don't know if I should do that because I, I, I don't want to mess with them because I covet them. But I like what they look like. So I wear them to lay out in the sun all the time. <laughs> I, I thought you wore them when we were in Hawaii, like at one point at the beach or something. Not swimming, but yeah, I just saw you in them. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Well, I wear them as my regular panties. I also have started wearing them even when I'm not on my period because I really just like the panty. So we gotta we gotta story. tell Lorraine about these just in case she's not hip to it. Um, I don't know that Lorraine is still. Um, it doesn't you know. matter. You just said they're sexy. Oh, they're true, not- true. That's what true. I meant. True. <laughs> you know. Anyway, go visit <laughs> shopproof.com and enter Gangster Goddess at checkout to save fifteen percent on your first order. The code is Gangster Goddess. For 15% first time use, which could not be combined with any other offers, not case sensitive, and enter at checkout. Proof panties. Check By it the out. way, Chris, what? it's only a matter of time before you and I don't have our periods anymore. Oh. I'm just saying. We'll still be wearing those panties, girl. We'll I know. Be, we'll still be wearing <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's. I want to continue watching this episode. I love watching yeah. Lorraine talk. Let's, let's, can let's we go, go back? Let's all of back. us go back. All of us. We're all going back together. Yes. Go back. <laughs> is that your dog? We is that your doggy? Let me see that dog. Oh, oh is it a lab? Oh my god, he's got a nice big head. Is he a lab? Look at his big head. Oh, she. She's a girl. I used to have one just like that, a white, uh, it's blush. They're like a blush lab, right? Well, she lost her lab in the quarantine. I just lost my black lab, Uh yeah. Oh, my God, that's a big head on a dog, Lorraine. She's a big girl. What's her name? Elsie. I remember you telling stories about the wild turkeys in your neighborhood. Oh, God, you remember that? And Bill Murray. (laughs) Wait, what? Hold on. Oh my god, so funny. Wait, Go can I hear the can I hear the Bill Murray wild turkey story, please? <laughs> please. So I live in I used to live in a, have a house in a place called Sneedon's Landing and it's on the Hudson. And um it's a small uh, uh lovely place 20 minutes from the George Washington Bridge. Uh-huh. And Bill Murray lives there. And a whole bunch of people live there. And um, he decided to get some turkeys and just let them be. Oh, he brought in the turkeys. But the turkeys got big. big. They get big. They're wild turkeys. And the kids would walk home from school. Oh, no, no, no. And they would scare the shit out of the kids. I'd be like, there's dinner. Oh I'm my like, God. Bill, Bill, really? Oh, my God, that's Turkeys. amazing. <laughs> Couldn't get a bunch of bunny yeah, rabbits I, or something? And yeah, that, was, pretty, that was some conversation I definitely heard in the makeup trailer that you were probably and talking about. These fucking turkeys. Oh, yeah, they would, and Stella would be, they would be her height, you know, <laughs> as a kid. And uh, when the other thing is, is I go, I'm in my backyard, and I see this gorgeous um golden retriever i'm like what the hell what are you who are you you know and he's looking at me and i'm I'm, all right he's friendly very friendly and i'm like whose dog is this it's got to be it's not my neighbors that i know because i would know that they had a dog and i look on the collar and it says bark i said this is bill murray (laughs) Only Bill would Bark. name his dog Bark. Bark. I love it. <laughs> so I call him up. Come get your dog. <laughs> <laughs> Come get Bark. That's oh great. My God. Are you missing someone over there? <sighs> well, Lorraine, we are. We're not going to uh, crush you on time because we've kept you a nice long time, and we no, got to pick you. at you fun. forever. But our we have um, as we close here. Mm. I can't believe I'm like someone who interviews people right now. Um, we do a whole thing about being busted and readjusted. That's kind of our thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I guess we always just ask everyone if, because this is not a busted and readjusted episode, but we still ask everybody, what was the one thing that busted and readjusted you in your life? Or it could be this week. Or this week. Anything. Yeah. How did you pivot from something that was um, somewhat busting you up? And do you feel like, you know, that's a, that's a, 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 a theme a, for, for a I've lot of us. I've had a lot of hardship. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot, you know, I had, I, I, I've been divorced twice. Me too. I had a terrible custody uh, a battle with Harvey over Stella. Ugh. That was very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely went into a depression after I won. Like, I don't even want to use that word one because no I'm, I, I've been through it too so I bad. get it just bad there's no winning uh, yeah no honestly I think one of the things that gutted me emotionally was losing my parents nine days apart I can't even imagine that really gutted me and uh and woke me up yeah so it's the two things one, how I lost them and, and watched them, you know, literally fall apart uh, piece by piece. Yeah. Yet always here, you know, able to talk and, and relate and cry oh. and laugh and, you know, and have that. But watch piece by piece, you know, just gut wrenching. Yeah. Stop working and, and, uh, you know, and, and to hear my dad say, I'm ready. Ugh. Let me let me go. Oh, my God. And yeah. my mom, when we had to go back from the, the hospital and say that, you know, he's not coming home, was over for her. Yeah. Well, that's what they say, over. true love, right? They, Done. they go, Done yeah. over. Yeah. Didn't come back. And that was, uh, that gutted me. I could imagine. Yeah. That gutted me. And look, they were not the perfect parents. Who <laughs> uh, is? Yeah. No, but, none of us. Not even us. And, and the other thing, and the, the thing that made me happy was they got to see my success. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. They still get to see you, I believe. I believe my dad's all I'm, over me. I believe that. <laughs> Yeah. Could you imagine how I happy remember that made your dad. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he, he loved you, Lorraine. I didn't know he passed. Yeah, he got he had a stroke. Um he had a stroke and it was all stress related and all diet related and all of that sort of stuff. And watching him yeah. deteriorate, that strong, big Italian yeah. guy, it killed me. It killed me more to watch him be alive with the stroke because his mind was still there. Yeah. And it was more painful to watch that than to watch him actually die because he ultimately died of cancer. And wow. and he, the way your dad said, I'm ready, I laid next to my dad while he was dying and I said, you need to go. Yeah. Like, stop hanging right. on. He was holding my mom's hand. She was asleep. She was already on so many drugs because she Good. became a drug addict later on in life. My mom did. Um so it was like, it was, it was, it was insane, but I kept whispering in his ear, you can go. I got her. I'll take care of her. You can go. So I wasn't, I felt relieved when he passed. So it was different, but I, I look at their lives. I look at the dementia, the stroke. These are my two biggest fears, a stroke and dementia and to carry their genetics and to carry their unfinished business. I'm just like, you know, I don't want these things. I don't want this for myself. That's why I was struck by your book, you know. I get it. I understand. But you know what? God, you know, we make all the plans we want. He laughs. I know. I believe that. I I believe that too. You know. I do. I believe it. And all I can do is try to be a good person and a good mom. And, you know, I feel very, very lucky. Yeah, and you—I uh, mean, like I said from day one, you were a Very good person. <laughs> you know, I—I uh, I managed by myself. That's that's huge. Yeah. That's a big. That's a big one because I, uh, with my mom, she can't be by herself. When my dad, when everyone left, 
she couldn't be alone. And I was like, I don't want to be like that where I, where I have to be with someone. After my last relationship, I even said to myself, I'm fine being alone for the rest of my life. Like if I never meet another man, I, cause I don't want to go through any of that. I Again. believe in Huh? I believe, I believe in love. Oh, I do too. I believe in partnership. But I couldn't I look for it again. Share. No. It, you know, it, it comes if it's comes if it's supposed to. Exactly. Yep. I got one showed and up on I my door. A couple of months, a couple of years. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. My life does not depend my success of my well-being and life does not depend on anyone but myself. Yes. Same. Mm -hmm. You know, the only thing that, you know, affects me is the kids. Yeah. If they're not it's happy, everything. If it didn't work. If they, you know, whatever that, that, that I take to heart. But well, otherwise, I'm, uh, I'm okay. Well, I'm okay. Seems like and if someone been... wants to share my road, I'm okay. Yeah. Seems like you've been really successful in the mom role too. So, yeah, that to me, that's everything. That's the most Honestly, important. I could give a fuck about the rest of it. Yeah. I only do it at this point to put food in their mouths, to be honest with you. Because if I could just stay home and take care of those kids all day, that's all I would ever do. Yeah, but that's, you know, like I said, it's hard to be a parent. It was easy to go to work. Yes, yeah. I miss it. I want to go actress for a I little while. Just, yeah. I don't have to do, you know, uh, 300 and whatever days of the year. But, you know, a couple months here, a couple months there. I mean, again, I feel very blessed. I really do. Very, wow. very I do, lucky. too. I do, too. And sometimes we all lose. I, you know, I remember losing sight of that. I went through a bad depression this last, this the last, the year before this quarantine and it was awful. I never thought that at, at my age so that it would hit me again. You know, I'm like, where the fuck is this coming from? From a, from a breakup, I'm going to go into a depression. I'm bigger and better than that. But it took a toll on me. Like, it really... But it's also chemical. Yeah, I guess so. And that's yeah. why I changed my diet. But that didn't seem to, to do much but make me 111 pounds, which, Jesus Christ, you know, I, I never thought that I'd ever live to see the day that I'd be 111 pounds. <laughs> When you were twelve, yeah. I know. Um, but anyway, no, no. but I think depression is not a bad thing. I think it's very good. It's very introverted. You look at yourself. You see things. You contemplate. You, you become more profound. Yeah, yeah. and self-aware. And I, I liked. I did. Once I, I, I realized. I, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind thinking. You know, in a heavier, deeper uh, uh, way. It did. I, fe I found it really um, finding it who, who I really am. It's interesting when you accept something versus fight it constantly, right? Yeah. And then yes. when you put it out there and everybody can resonate with it. I mean, I know that you've been a huge inspiration to a lot I of people in that arena. Well, I wasn't embarrassed of it. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. I mean, Me people... People and, get so embarrassed. Big problem. Well, because then you're hiding a secret, and then it's even worse, and it's bigger, and you feel guilty, and you know, it's True. yeah. I think most of us actors suffer from some sort so, of disorder. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm an actor, but I suffer, you know, from time <laughs> yeah. to time. But how, yeah, just what? how do you think that? awareness and and being conscious? I think of being awake to a lot of stuff and. You know, I think people go through lifetimes not getting to know themselves. That's why I love The Sopranos so much. And mm -hmm. Tony Soprano and his whole journey with Melfi is you have this guy that you would never expect to be analyzing himself on that level. And most people don't. Most people walk through life and don't give a shit. They live, they die, and they come back another time. And maybe that's going to be their time around to have some sort of enlightenment. I do feel like whether or not we're, we're achieving anything in this lifetime by being, by, by realizing certain things, I can't believe like the world that opens up once you have that awareness. And it's acceptance. like a whole different yeah. dimension. Mm -hmm. But you have to be open to it. Yeah, yes. uh, totally. Not, you know, you can't be afraid of it. And it is, can be scary, you know, Very. when... You know, when you look yourself in the mirror at night and you go, hey, 
How was today? Did I, what I do? How'd I do it? Could I handle it differently? Did I, you know, was I honest with myself? Self. I was going to say with yeah. yourself. Yeah. With, That's the biggest with, one. You know, was I fair? Mm-hmm. Was I fair? You know. But yeah, look, it's, uh, I worry now because I think that we have a very divided country right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I worry um, what's going to happen in the next six months. Yeah, I do too. I, I, I think we're going to have a lot of problems <coughs> that, uh, that we've never lived through. Uh, our parents, I don't think, ever really lived no. through it. Uh, our grandparents, yes, but not, uh, but not our parents. They got a tail end of it, you know, of mm. World War Two. But um, yeah, this, these are heavy times. This is going to be the next six months are going to be very, very harsh. I know. I think people are going to have to be lean and mean. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, I have no idea what's going to happen with work. I really don't. I'm clueless. Um, That's why we're doing the podcast. Yeah, it's good. It's you smart. can do it from home. I wrote you know? a kid's book. That's what I want to do, too. I keep trying to get my daughter to do it. I love it. You're so busy. Oh, I love it. Send it over. <laughs> I, I, made a, I did a vegetable garden. I'm getting a lot of, you know. Can you write a book on your vegetable garden too? I have, yeah, I have a nice vegetable garden. Can you write a book on your vegetable garden? Because we want to learn about no, that I too. About, I wrote it about Stella's dog and my dog. Oh. And um, yeah, but I, I just feel there are a lot of things. You know, I also feel if you're creative, you're creative in different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether you, you know, uh, you're a painter. You're a singer. You can dance. I think creative people have different juices. Yeah, totally. Yeah. The quarantine and helps you tap into all those, all those. Yeah, things. I agree. Mm-hmm. But what are we going to do about people who can't pay their rent? Yeah. What are we going to do I know. about people? Who don't have, I mean, when I look at the food lines, for the yeah, I am, I am horrified at the at the length of the cars that are waiting for food. This worries me. Yeah. This worries me. So, you know, like what? After, you know, the 1929, you know, you had the Roaring Twenties, then you had the crash, then we had the Dust Bowl. Well, I think we're going to have a Dust Bowl. Yeah, it's, um... it's going to be a big problem. And it's going to take us years to get out of it. Our kids will pay for this. Yeah. I, I, my kids are so, our kids are tiny, you know, and it's hard. Like I, even when I, when I was, the first question I was going to ask you earlier today was I was reading about you in the seventies and you were quoted talking about the seventies. And all I wanted to say to you was, what did it feel like to be a kid in the 70s, you know, a teenager. And I started thinking about my own kids and I started thinking about, you know, like in the in the Neil Young song, um, Keep on Rockin' in the Free World. And he says these, you know, kids that'll never get a chance to be cool. Mm. And that, that thing, and I was thinking of Lorraine being cool in her bell-bottom jeans in the 70s. And I was thinking about myself in the 80s. And then I was thinking about my kids and my 12-year-old is like, she's not getting a chance to be cool. You know, she's not, she's worried. She's worried about all of these things. She's worried about people eating. She's worried about plastic. She's worried about racism. My son is really worried about racism. I mean, these are the the things that they they have to think about instead of going outside and throwing a fucking ball to each other. All right, but listen, when when I I was growing up, we had to worry about Vietnam. Mm -hmm. Right. No, no. It's always... not like we had nothing. You no, know? Yeah. no, no, no. And we have we, so. We, I mean, we have so we much. Kent State, at Kent State, when you know they opened up fire on oh. the kids 
protesting. Oh, oh it was and, a whole other mess. It was, I mean, but, I remember there, that. There was progress, at least, that things were starting yeah. to change for the better. Yes. At least you felt rumblings of that. This feels yes. like it's going fucking backwards. And it's so scary yeah. to divide a country yeah. like that. When we are divided. I know. Yeah. And <laughs> we both said that at the same time. <laughs> Yes. And I don't know. We're like, thanks for joining us. The fucking hippies here. (laughs) On that happy note, note, I'm going to go have a tequila. Me Me too. (laughs) We should have been drinking it while we were doing this. Thank Thank you you. so much for hanging out with us. Is is Ro still there? I'm calling her fucking Ro now, by the way. It's Mo, right? It's Mo. She's like, you know. I, will you kiss Gina for us? Yes, Ginger. Gina. I'll, I'll get Ginger for you. Gina, okay, we're, no, we're all no. tired Gin, now. Ginger and Ro. Yeah, no, Gina and Ro. Gina and Ro. That's Gina right. and Ro. <laughs> That's right. All right, let's all have some tequila now. And Lorraine, I'm have so a great happy weekend. to see you. I can't wait to see that, that Thank Sicily you. I'm show. I'm giving you one. I'm excited. Fun. I know. I'll let you know. Okay, I can't wait. We'll, we'll promote Thank it for you. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, Chris. Yeah. What'd you think of Bracco? I'm obsessed with her. Pretty amazing lady, right? So amazing. And she, uh, she, on so many levels. I'm really happy she turned the light on in the middle of the, oh my God, (laughs) of the episode. (laughs) I was like, hi, nice to meet you. And then the sun went down. I know. And I didn't want to say anything because you don't want to say anything. But then we couldn't see her. And then we saw her face and it was like the sun came out mm. again. No, and she was so open with us. I mean, it was great just talking yeah, with her. Yeah, it was and fantastic. About and, um, everything. I also, we will apologize if one of our computers was ringing with emails. Um, it happens because we're working on Zoom and not everybody knows what's going on. So it happens. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't hear any ringing. Did you? There was e- there were definite um, email pings happening. Oh, I didn't As hear. an actor, I notice these things I because I know mean. we're supposed to like... I'm just staring at Lorraine Bracco, doing it all out. And she was just really vulnerable and honest. And what a great interview that was. Yeah, that was really exciting. Yeah. We don't really like to do the interview thing as much. Um, we kind of wanted to save a lot of that for... The end of the series, the complete end of the series to get like a a total holistic view of each of the characters and their journey through the show. Um, But thanks for tuning in and and joining us for that. I mean, we do these special interviews. Yeah. Which is great. And uh, send some love to our sponsor, Uprising Food. They're amazing and they're a small business. So we like to support our small businesses. Mm-hmm. And hit subscribe. I've eaten so much bread. Oh my God, she's so full. By the end of this episode. <laughs> oh my God, just like Lorraine said with those fart cushions. You know what's bad about this bread? I want to say one thing don't, that's bad about this bread. I'm going to say it. Don't. I, I have There's to. There's nothing bad about Here's it. Here's the thing. It's so yummy. You eat too much. That with all of those um, soy-free, uh, grain-free, all those kind of breads, you, you're like, yeah, I don't really need to eat bread. So you just kind of cut that out of your life. Or you try to. The issue with this bread is it's so good that you want to keep eating But you're it. not like most people. You're in the acting world. So most of us that are not in the acting world, we don't cut it out. So we need to substitute. We can't cut it out. We're addicted to it. You're good like that. Look at you. I can't cut bread out. No, no, I'm saying if you're not digging your grain-free bread, oh. you just won't eat bread. Oh, I like I just switched to tortillas. But now with this bread, Mm-mm, I'm so just nonstop eating bread because I dig it so much. I could go through a whole loaf of it in one day it's, easily. It's so good. Especially if you're dipping it in olive oil. Oh. But tomorrow, I'm trying French toast with it. Goodbye. <laughs> Have a lovely rest of your day, everyone. We love you guys. Keep writing in. We're enjoying doing this podcast for you. Oh, tell us your busted and readjusted stories. We love reading your emails. We're going to start reading them. Uh, we're going to keep reading them. We're so all over the place. Do you notice that? We don't care. No. That's all right. No. We have to go now. Goodbye. I have to go see my children. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> That's not we're trying to say. Are we not trying? Maybe not an interview what? once. Trying to say, <laughs> huh? wait, wait a second. We're still here, guys. Hold on. We're not done. We thought we were, but we're not. Uh...
What were you saying, Chris? I'm saying we're not. Yes, yeah, send in your busted and adjusted, re, uh, busted and readjusted stories, please. Yeah. I was I was just trying to wrap it up for us. I want to keep talking. I'm just going to keep going. She tries to get me to wrap things up because I talk too much. And then I go. So I'm trying to be nice and snipped. I'm trying to snip my stuff off. And then Chris started talking. So I, I just love reading this. We've some great stories. Sometimes we're just not on the same page. I got to go. Goodbye. Go. Bye, guys. Gangster Goddess Broadcast is a UV Ways and Monkey Mind Music Group production. Executive produced by Dre and Chris and theme song by UV Ways. Mm-hmm.